Sports Squad with Io and Chanel. Hello and welcome to Sports Squad, a new kids sports show here on Fun Kids. I'm Io and naturally with me is Chanel. Quick question for you, Chanel. Once lockdown is done, what are you most looking forward to doing? Definitely um, playing cricket. I started playing in the winter with my school and I actually really enjoyed it, but I'd never played it before. So the cricket season should be starting. So I can't wait for that. You're so sporty. You really put us all to shame. You're incredible. All right, now, coming up on today's show is the Sports Squiz. Chanel also has news from around the world of sports as well. And also, we go in at the deep end with our special guest. Sports Squad with Io and Chanel. Okay, so today's guest started her sporting career at a very young age, as a kid, actually. And she used to get up at 5 a.m. in the morning to go training. But all that hard work definitely paid off because she's a double Olympic swimming champion in the 400 metres and the 800 metres freestyle. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Rebecca Radlington. Rebecca, good to see you. Good to hear from you. Hello. How are you keeping through lockdown? Yeah, yeah, really good. Um, like Chanel, I'm missing sport as well. I definitely miss going for a swim, that's for sure, with all the, obviously, pools being closed, but um, all healthy and safe and can't complain. You know, what is it about the water that you miss so much? I, I, I mean, you're not competing anymore, but what is it about a swimming pool, getting in that water that you miss so much? You know what? I've just loved the water ever since I was little. Mm. I think like swimming is so different to any other sport. And I just like the feeling of being free and just in the element. Like, I just love it. It's just you and the pool. You're just with your thoughts. It's a chance to switch off. It's almost like meditation for me because swimming, you just have no phones, no distractions, no nothing. And I just like the feeling of being a big kid. You're weightless. You just get to play games. There's so much fun in water. Yeah, it is beautiful. Well, let's talk about how you got started. Who was it that spotted you as a, as a swimmer? Did you have a teacher? Was it your parents? How did it all start for you? Yeah, my parents just put me in swim lessons um, and I absolutely loved it. Um, straight away, I just loved it and just wanted to keep going back swimming. I had all my birthday parties at the pool. And then when I was about nine, I joined a club and then I kind of took my training really seriously from about the age of 11, uh, where it ramps up a little bit. You have to go morning and night and it kind of like the training really stepped up. But I just loved it. I, I mean, I traveled the world. I had the best group of friends. I had a brilliant coach a brilliant team so I think everyone does think swimming is really like boring and you're just swimming on your own and you're just swimming up and down whereas it's not the case at all you're part of a team you create a really nice bond um, you're there for each other through the highs and the lows and you become like this little family in this community I think I've just gained so many life skills everything from sport and not just Olympic medals but I mean it showed me discipline and teamwork and communication and I've traveled the world I've met the most incredible people just from being part of sport so I was just very very fortunate about that so when did you realize that you were actually a good swimmer um it was always just something I enjoyed through my teenage years I mean it was really difficult because you're doing school and obviously GCSEs things like that through your teenage years um I had quite a lot of illness as well during my teenage years that I had to deal with and I used to get really nervous before I race, like really nervous. To be honest, just qualifying for the Olympics when I was 19, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my God, I've qualified for the Olympics. And I never truly believed I could win an Olympic medal until it happened. I never thought it would happen to me. I kind of thought winning the Olympics was like winning the lottery. It's just so impossible that it's so hard to do. Um, but all that hard work and all the effort paid off and luckily did get 
the Olympic medals. You touched on something there that I, I think is really, really powerful is that before you do a race, you feel really nervous. I wonder if there's any advice you have for anyone listening as to how you do calm those nerves, as to how you do believe in yourself when you might be doubting yourself. I kind of had to learn that nerves were a good thing. Getting nervous showed that I really cared and that I really wanted to do well, but there was just that level. I couldn't get too nervous because then that damaged my race. So it was kind of learning the right balance of nerves. But for me, I used to remember back what helped me was not just remembering the good times in training. Anyone can rock up and do a good training session, can't you? And you feel amazing and you're buzzing and feel really confident. Whereas for me, I remembered some of the worst sessions I remember some of those sessions that I was in so much pain that really hurt and I thought you know what if I can do that I can do this eight minute race and they really gave me a lot of confidence because I thought you know what if you can survive the bad times and if you can get through the really tough times where you're not motivated where you don't want to get out of bed and you still force yourself to go then you can do this and I just kind of really looked back on those tough moments and kind of was like you know what I've got this <laughs> yeah really good advice think of the good times all right actually no, I know you've got a question about swimming haven't you I do quite a lot of swimming at school and um, eventually I'll be doing more for GCSEs so any tips on how me and my friends can become better swimmers um to be honest it's just consistency Um, People think with swimming, oh, going once a month for like an hour is the right thing to do. Whereas actually, it's better to go for two half an hour sessions. It's better to be consistent. The more consistent you are, the better. Because like swimmers talk about this thing called the feel for the water. And the feel for the water is a real thing. You notice when you haven't been in swimming for a while, you get in and you feel like, oh, okay. And then other times you get in and do you feel like the water's like treacle and it's really hard to swim? And it's like, you've got to keep that feel for the water going. So the more you can go, the better. Even if it's like for shorter times, try go little often. Um, That's definitely a better way of going about it. The more consistent you are, the better. Yeah, I I hear that. Look, I only learned to swim um, much older in life, actually. It was when I was on Blue Peter. So I had like 10 weeks to learn to swim. I learned to swim. And then um, we went out to swim in the deepest stretch of ocean in the world, out open water. And I've got a world record for it, which is amazing. But no Olympic medal, though. But like, you know, what's interesting is for me, I love the water for all the reasons you've said, you know, it's calming. You feel like you're by yourself with your thoughts, all those kind of things. But also it's it's genuinely really good exercise. I just love the exercise elements of it, you know, and there's so many nice pools across the country. You know, everywhere I go now, I just look where the local pool is, because for me, that's like my, my bit of headspace and my little bit of exercise. Swimming is so good for you. I mean, it's no impact. So anyone with like injuries or like, it's not going to hurt your knees or your ankles. Like I've been running, obviously, now that we're in lockdown and my knees are killing from running. I'm like, oh gosh. Whereas like, you just don't get that with swimming. You can do it no matter what age. Um, I used to have a 92 year old every day that we used to go training that used to come in every morning to the pool. And I was like, fair play to you. Like I used to every morning say hello to him. Cause I was like, you know what? Swimming's for anyone of any age. I took my daughter at three weeks. So from three weeks till 92, whenever in life, anyone can do it. You burn about 300 calories in 30 minutes swimming. So it's really good exercise because you burn a lot of calories. You use every part of your body. That's also why, I don't know whether you guys notice when you've been swimming, you're starving afterwards because you're burning so many calories. People think, oh, I'm not working hard. I'm not sweating like you are when you go for a run or anything else. Yeah, you are sweating. It's just you're in the water so you can't feel it. So it's really good exercise. 
Here's something I'm, I'm really interested in, is that how do we make swimming accessible for everyone? It's a little bit like tennis sometimes, you know. I think only sometimes I feel people who have the money can go swimming. And some pools are expensive, some aren't. But I just don't feel that as a country, everyone is coming to the pool. How do we get everyone in the pool? I think the thing is, A, we don't have that many pools. Some pools are more expensive than others, whereas your leisure centres, your local council pools, they'll be a little bit cheaper. So unfortunately, you do just have to do a bit of research, but you can do it all online. They all have websites. So just Google swimming pools in your area. They'll all pop up and you just compare prices, but you've just got to search them. So it is a bit of research and it does take that little bit of effort. But then once you know, you know, and you're sorted. (laughs) I know swimming is quite an important life skill to have and could be a lifesaver. 100%. Swimming to me is the only sport that I think genuinely is a life skill that could actually save your life. People in the summer go into water that's outdoor water. You sometimes fall in if you're walking along canals and rivers. And then obviously when you're in your clothes as well, you're much heavier. So it's just one of those that I think it's so important that everyone learns how to swim. A, for holidays and just for fun as well. And you'll use it. It's a bit like riding a bike, I think, swimming. Once you've learned, you know them for the rest of your life. So, well, then you've got it there. You know that it's in the bag. You know that you can swim. So I think it's always just great to just get involved and learn at any point. And it could save your life at any point, whether it's sea, canal, rivers, lakes, swimming pools, whatever it is, it it can save your life. Look, I hope we've inspired you to take up swimming, whoever you are, wherever you are. Do the research, see if you can get it nice and cheap, and hopefully you'll be swimming like us. And maybe, hopefully, we'll uh, have an Olympic champion from some part of the country listening to this one day. All right, now, Rebecca, stay with us because I know you're definitely going to come back uh, for the next part of the show, which is our big quiz. Sports Squad Quiz. So each week we have a special big quiz. Usually our guest comes up with three questions. Two of the questions are from the interview we've just had, and we always like to throw an extra little question in there just to make it a little hard for you. Right, Rebecca, you're going to ask the questions, and Chanel... I'm going to be testing your knowledge. I'm hoping you were listening to that interview because you are going to be answering those questions. So, Rebecca, take it away. You've got this, Chanel. So, at what time in the morning did I have to wake up to go swimming training as a child? Was it 5.30 a.m.? Was it 5 a.m.? Or did I only train in the evening and not in the morning? Um, well, most swimmers, they wake up early and um, usually have night lessons as well. But um, I'm going to say 5am. Yeah, that's correct. Well done. Um, question two. In which two events did I win my Olympic gold medals in? Was it the 400 and 800 metres backstroke? Was it the 200 and 400 metres freestyle? Or was it the 400 metres and the 800 metres freestyle? The 400 and 800 metre freestyle. Yeah, you're smashing this. You are absolutely smashing this. Right, the final question then. How many litres of water does an Olympic size swimming pool hold? This one's hard. I don't think I know the answer, to be honest. 100,000 litres, 2.5 million litres, and 10 million litres. 
I don't know the answer either. I don't know the answer. <laughs> quick, quick search. Honestly, have no clue. Can you repeat the answers? <laughs> because I'm so overwhelmed. <laughs> it is how many litres of water does an Olympic sized swimming pool hold? Is it 100,000 litres, 2.5 million litres, or 10 million litres? I'm going to give a wild guess and just say the second, the third option. I don't know. You've got to go for the third option. I'm going to step into this one because I actually have just done a quick search and I know the answer. Chanel, which one are you going for? 2.5 million. Oh my God, that's like, that's like the best guess ever. You got it right. 2.5 millilitres. <laughs> I think that one's the most realistic. If it was 10 million litres, that'd be huge. I know, I know, I know, I know. But it's still a lot of water though, think about it. That is a lot of water. That's why they're so expensive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so true, so true. Well, Rebecca, thank you so much uh, for your quiz and thank you so much for the interview. And I hope uh, we've definitely inspired people to go to the pool and give it a go and hopefully inspired uh, another future Olympian. Thank you. The world of sports. Squad. Squad. This is the final part of the show. It's when the great mind of Chanel has gone out onto the internet to check out what's going on in the world of sports. Chanel, what have you found? Um, my story this week, for those who are tired of working out indoors, BBC Sport users have chosen their all-time top three sports video games. At three, it's Colin McRae Rally. At two, it's Football Manager. And at one, Io, do you have any guesses? FIFA? Yeah, actually it is. Is it? Yes, I love FIFA. FIFA's the one. I just spend literally hours of my day playing FIFA. It's, it's brilliant. I love it. It's so fun. But you, you know what's mad? Is that I'm surprised that no games from the Wii were mentioned because I, I remember playing that a fair bit with my little brother and, and my little sister as well. And also as a family, we, we were playing that as well over Christmas. Yeah, that was like a childhood game of mine. I played it all the time. I played Just Dance. I played the tennis. I played the boxing. That was the, the Wii Fitness one, wasn't it? Which one was best for you? Was it tennis or was it boxing? Probably tennis because I'd always get beat in boxing. Yeah, but I used to love the tennis. But I was one of those people that just like hit it wild. I had no technique on it at all. I just like swiped the little Wii controller all the time. But there's a special one. You can get it. When you hit it really hard, it just smashes it down the court. And your opponent never has the opportunity to hit it back. You know that move, don't you? Yeah, I just remember. I always used to get those. I was like, so happy. <laughs> <laughs> All about the week. All right, that is it for today's show. Uh, it's goodbye from Chanel. Bye. And it's goodbye from me. Sports Squad is brought to you with the support of Audio Content Fund. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you enjoy the programme, please review us and rate us as well. Catch you next time.